0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Tori Kaplan, Head of Corporate Social Responsibility with Truist. Welcome, Tori.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I am doing well. Uh, for the folks who aren't maybe totally familiar with Truist, why don't you uh, let us know uh, what Truist is and who you serve in?
1: Well, Truist uh, Financial Corporation is a bank um, that is uh, the uh, byproduct of a recent merger between bb and SunTrust. And we uh, are, are largely focused in the southeast uh, of the United States um, and um, happy to be here to talk with you today.
0: Now, um, being that uh, SunTrust has been so important to Atlanta and the metro area and now this evolution to Truist, Um, Is there going to be kind of a dramatic difference for the consumer? Are we going to notice anything dramatic or is this something where the merger is going to be uh, something that we're all going to be high-fiving about a year or two from now?
1: I'm in the camp of high-fiving. And um, what I would hope um, people see is um, how we're putting our purpose into action. And so um, the truest purpose is to inspire and build better lives and communities. And we really are focused on better. And so whether uh, you were a former SunTrust client or a bb client, we hope uh, you will continue to see all the things that we're doing across our many communities to really stand uh, behind our purpose and put that into action um, for our clients first and foremost
0: and our communities. So um, can you share uh, some ways that Truist is building better communities here in Atlanta?
1: Sure, um, and, and, and what, I'll, what I'll say is that, you know, one of the things that's so fun about the merger is that we get to carry our, you know, 125-year legacy with us. And so we've been, uh, through SunTrust and now Truist, a, a very long-time partner with many organizations. And as part of the merger, we actually said, you know, to the community of Atlanta specifically uh, that we were going to actually ramp up and continue to ramp up our investment over the coming years. as as we look at solidifying the merger and, and probably say that um, we'll be investing over 300 million of, over a three year period that really looks um, between the lens through uh, philanthropy, tax credit investments, community development, and uh, volunteerism and, and activities of, across the Atlanta market. I can talk a little bit about a couple of our um, signature partners um, or um, and, and really share a little how um, we're putting our purpose into action. One of those is a, a recent partnership between the Purpose Built Communities Organization, which is a nonprofit based in Atlanta that works not only with local Atlanta leaders, but across the country to help really break the cycle of intergenerational poverty. And so part of our support um, there philanthropically is really to co-mingle what I think is happening in many of our communities where we need to uh, demonstrate meaningful community support and also tackle some of these huge socioeconomic issues um, and, and bring the right resources to the table to do that.
0: Now, what's your backstory? How did you get involved in uh, social responsibility?
1: So I'm one of those sort of longtime uh, folks in the business, and um, didn't come to it um, by my by my degree per se. Um, I've dabbled in the hospitality industry, uh, spent a number of years um, in CSR in the freight rail industry, and um, have, have always just been passionate about how um, uh, we can align company resources um, to do well by doing good. And so um, I've played around a bit. Um, um, But I'm always I I was very interested in understanding how um, the financial sector looks at CSR and um, not only does it in its own right, but is in such a powerful position to also be an anchor and helper um, to to our clients as they pursue their own CSR uh, ambitions. And so I was really fascinated by that and wanted to be a part of that and and understand that better. So um, it's, it's been a fun journey.
0: So now how have you seen uh, corporate social responsibility evolve over the years? Like this is something that I'm sure throughout the history of business in, in communities, there's been uh, levels of social responsibility. It may not have been formalized to the point where companies actually had heads of corporate social responsibility. But how have you seen kind of the, uh, kind of your seat at the table maybe change throughout your career?
1: So, so what I'll say about companies, um, you know, is that they have been doing meaningful and significant work in CSR for for decades. And so the step change has really been about, and I think you use the word formalizing, where um, companies in, in, in a lot of cases um, felt that was an altruistic move, that it was just a part of their, their job uh, to really look across the broad spectrum of CSR um, in accordance with um, their business outcomes. But but today, um, the evolution has really become how you say that out loud. And so um, CSR, in many cases, is now being commingled with uh, another acronym, ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance. And so that's more of a way for companies to put forward in the public space a lot of our performance around these varying dimensions so that folks um, can see that. I would I I would think the other sort of significant change is just um, this real shift to uh, a, a very broad uh, multi-stakeholder view um, the 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 term stakeholder capitalism is now being used um, very commonly in this space and it's really um, it, it sort of saluting the fact that um, you know we're no longer just looking to satisfy our shareholders they are absolutely an important um, and prominent focus um, because if we don't um, succeed financially then we can't do all of these great um, efforts in our communities but really looking across that stakeholder landscape and understanding what are our clients thinking and 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 about this work how are our teammates um thinking about this work how are communities either thriving or struggling and how do we connect those dots um, to make a real positive difference and so it's changed both in in, in in the concept of just what it is and sort of how we talk about it in, in public and those measurements and metrics um, that we all are now using to sort of convey our progress along a very big continuum.
0: Now, you mentioned that maybe in the past it was more kind of anonymous or philanthropic the, the activities, but now as corporations are kind of leaning into this and they are um, kind of going out loud and proud in certain areas, how do you decide which are the appropriate areas uh, to focus on in order to uh, prioritize in terms of impact that your organization can um, kind of best serve a group as opposed to like you mentioned in a previous life, maybe you were in transportation, they would have a different area that would be the most important ways that they could prioritize. So how do you kind of align the priorities of the community with the priorities of the organization?
1: Well, I think it, um, it comes from establishing a focus and one of the really interesting pieces about a merger is it allows you to sort of look at um, the cadre of things that you've been a part of um, in your sort of historical organizations and really look at how do you want to reimagine that so that you can put your um, best efforts into sort of into doing good um, and really um, looking at how you know, how does a bank um, help uh, it's community, and what are the what are the assets um, that it has to really um, do a good job there? And so, one of the things that a lot of folks um, have been working on at Truest is how to, in fact, reimagine our um, philanthropic focus. And so, we've we've now come uh, um, to really four unique spaces um, that we're going to be looking at, um, and those those things which I'll share in a second um, really are things that we see across our entire network where we can actively take a part and help. And those are really in the concepts of leadership, equity, educational equity, economic mobility and small business and thriving communities. And so when you look at those um, pillars, if you will, those really help to anchor our work and support to really um, shine a light in our many communities around those endeavors and put our resources, whether they be philanthropic dollars or skills-based volunteerism, or or the many um, methods in which we work to establish financial literacy and education so that folks have access to finance and know how to help their credit scores and know how to have tools uh, to help Uh, better their own lives. That's really sort of what we're we're aiming to do at Truist and have put a lot of thought behind that. So whether we're um, acting um, uh, in Atlanta on those endeavors or in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, we're really striving to make a difference along those fronts.
0: So can you share maybe specifically, um, let's talk about the financial literacy programs, like what is there for folks to take advantage of through Truist in that area?
1: Well, um, we've got a very large partnership with an organization called Operation Hope, um, and we work with Operation Hope across our network. And this really is um, an effort where we can provide financial coaching across um, our many communities. And so folks would have the opportunity to come inside of a a bank um, like Truist and engage directly with folks that can help um, with their uh, financial aspirations through coaching um, and and, uh, educational services. That's just one example. Um, We also have some very interesting and unique things that that our folks in the Atlanta market have been working on. Um, There's an interesting collaboration with the Georgia Public Broadcasting and Georgia Council on Economic Education where they created a program called Lights, Camera, Budget, and so it's really an online game um, that is actually played with uh, high school students in classrooms, where the t- the teachers uh, help students play the role of filmmaker while while those students are learning uh, life economic lessons. And so um, it's a really interesting program. And to date, um, I think they've tracked about eighty seven thousand individual games played. Um, and this is just another way that we're really looking at how do you um, how do you take the concept of financial literacy and education and make it real for folks? And whether that is in their desire to purchase a home or in in really cultivating that mindset um, with the next generation, so that they understand um, what what we all need to do um, to have the things um, in life that we all desire.
0: Now, do you find that um, when it comes to hiring and talent, that um, having kind of this emphasis on corporate social responsibility is is a must have in today's world that this isn't a nice to have anymore that you have to kind of have a big why and have some sort of a mission that people can believe in and get behind in order to attract the talent and in order to kind of maintain that diverse talent that um, a lot of corporations are striving for.
1: Yes, it's a, I would sort of say yes, it is a need to have, and it's also an incredible opportunity, to your point. So when you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, what does that mean inside a company, and how do we uh, circle around those efforts uh, to make ourselves more diverse, more equitable, and more inclusive as a company, and then how do we cast that externally through some of the things that we've talked about uh, relative to our community pursuits. I'm happy to share that Truist in the last year set a goal to increase our senior leadership uh, diversity from 12% to 15 by 2023. And so that really looks at how are we bringing uh, more senior leaders of of diverse backgrounds um, to, to the table. And then secondarily, we've also made a commitment to increase our HBCU hiring from 3% to 5% uh, again by 2023. And so what those two things signal is that we're looking at making sure that the tone at the top and our new emerging talent are, are, are ramping up from a DEI perspective. And so working as an organization on DEI as an aspect of our overarching CSR work is definitely something that we're putting a lot of power. And attention to, um, because we, like many companies, have realized that that uh, diverse, equitable, and inclusive um, companies are better companies overall, and can therefore then support their communities in a better way, in kind.
0: Now, how do organizations, and not necessarily just Truist, but in your opinion, how how best can organizations hold itself accountable for these kind of goals, like, is it what kind of level of transparency is possible in your mind in order to hold companies accountable for, you know, instead of just giving lip service to certain objectives, but to, you know, so the public can have trust in that, hey, they said they were trying to do this. And this is the result. This is where they're at. This is they're at least, you know, trending in the right direction.
1: Sure. I think that's what some of the reporting work does for us today, where um, we can impart certain metrics and disclosures and make our goals known in a public forum and then use the reporting cycle to track our progress, right? And so whether we're talking about a, a DEI goal or um, a goal related to climate change, the so Truist, for example, announced this year that it would be uh, reducing its scope one and scope two um, uh, greenhouse gas emissions by 35%. Um, by 2030. And so our job is to not only say it, um, but to demonstrate progress um, toward that goal and use um, the forum of reporting, whether we're talking, uh, you know, in the form of an annual publication that we uh, produce, as we just have at Truist, or um, whether we're talking to our investors um, and other interested stakeholders. It's having those goals and targets and then being willing to be transparent about your successes and your challenges, quite frankly, um, along your pursuit of those goals.
0: Now, for you personally, what is the most rewarding part of the job?
1: I uh, I get the opportunity to help um, shine a light on the incredible teammates at Truist every day. And so CSR work isn't a thing in and of itself, but it's the culmination of all of the best Folks coming together at our organization and trying to make our world a better place. And so it's a really lucky space to be in when you get to work across the organization and discover all these incredible things that our teammates are just humbly doing every day in the name of our clients, our communities, and our other stakeholders. And so it's a real honor uh, to do this work. And and, um, I feel very grateful to see um, and experience how so many of our teammates come together to put our purpose into action every day.
0: And if somebody uh, is interested in maybe a job at Truist, or they're uh, interested in uh, switching over to Truist as their financial institution, what is the best way to learn more?
1: Well, I would send folks to Truist.com. We have a a great careers section on our website um, and uh, peruse there, which can give um, an update on some of the openings and positions we have. And then I would also encourage folks to just peek around at um, the the latest and greatest CSR and ESG report, um, which is in the investor relations section. And that will give folks a really great opportunity to understand what we're all about, how we do our work, and and hopefully um, uh, uh, invite others to, to, to join us.
0: Well, Tori, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Lee, and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for having me on today.
0: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.